0: Chapter 3, Part 2 of Junior Classics, Volume 2 Folk Tales and Myths. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Myra Parker. Junior Classics, Volume 2 Folk Tales and Myths by William Patton. Chapter 3 The Story of Lohengrin. Part 2 The Knights of the Holy Grail by Constance Maud Far away in the mountains of Spain there dwelt a holy band of knights vowed to the service of all those in distress or need the famous knight parsifal was at this time king of the order and under his reign the knights of the holy grail were unsurpassed for valor and truth when any cry of distress went up to heaven the great bells of the grail temple would commence to swing slowly to and fro and at this sign the knights assembled in their temple whatever the hour day or night there the holy grail would reveal to them in letters of fire what service was required the same night on which elsa knelt in her prison cell far away in antwerp the mighty bells of mount salvat suddenly broke the stillness of the peaceful night with parsifal at their head the brothers of the holy grail hastened to the temple among them was one lohengrin a young knight of most noble fame son of parsifal the king Round the altar knelt the knights, while the king mounted the steps and took from a golden shrine the miraculous crystal cup, known as the Holy Grail. A dazzling ray of light instantly streamed down from the dome above the altar, lighting up the cup, which then began to glow with letters of fire written round the brim. Parsifal held the cup aloft, that all might read the message. There is one falsely accused, in sore need and trouble, the Princess Elsa of Brabant. So read the writing on the Holy Grail. The glowing letters slowly faded and vanished. But while the knights discussed among themselves which of them should at once depart for Brabant, the cup again glowed with another message. Let Lohengrin, the son of Parsifal, make ready and depart. He it is appointed to be her champion. Lohengrin rejoiced greatly at being chosen. Kneeling before his father, he craved a blessing before setting out on his journey. Then, buckling on his armor and his sword, a golden horn slung round his neck. He mounted his black charger and rode off into the silent forest. On he rode. The tall, dark pine trees met over his head. The silver moon peeped between the branches, lighting him on his way. All the forest slept. At length, he came to the river which marked the boundary of the Grail Dominions. He was about to ford the stream when, to his amazement, he beheld a boat drawn by a snow-white swan, evidently awaiting him. Lohengrin dismounted and recognized the swan as a bird which had not long since appeared among them and taken up his abode with the knights. As a white swan had always been held in good omen by the knights, the bird received a hearty welcome. And the more so when shortly after his arrival, the grail revealed that the bird was none other than a youth of noble birth, the innocent victim of a wicked enchantment. Round the swan's neck was a fine gold chain of curious workmanship, with neither clasp nor fastening, so that no man could remove it without injury to the bird. From the day he appeared, the swan attached himself specially to Lohengrin. He would follow him about like a dog, and often gazed into his face as though he longed to speak with him seeing this faithful bird awaiting him lohengrin asked him wilt thou that i go with thee dear swan the bird instantly bent his graceful head and spread wide his white wings as though impatient to start lohengrin then dismissed his horse bidding him return to mount salvat stepped into the boat and the swan sailed away joyfully with him down the river they floated swiftly the swan seemed quite sure of his way Even when they came at last to the sea, he never paused, but steered a steady course right out of the bay and away across the wide ocean. End of chapter three, part two, recording by Myra Parker.